All right, you guys can stand and we'll pray and get started. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, um, we thank you for allowing us to be here tonight. You're such a good and gracious God. May you please help us as we study your word tonight and may it change somebody and may it continue to help us grow. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, stay standing, please. <laughs> I know I messed up the order, I'm sorry. I feel like I can't do anything until I pray. So Luke chapter eight, verses 40 through 56. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue. And falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus, as Jesus, the people pressed around him, and there was a woman who had had a dis discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. And immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that the power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well, go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, do not fear, only believe, and she will be well. And when he came to the house, he allowed no one to enter with him except Peter and John and James, and the father and the mother of the child. And all were weeping and mourning for her, but he said, do not weep, for she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But taking her by the hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she got up at once, and he directed that something should be given her to eat. And her parents were amazed, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. You may be seated. So we're going to go to the observations. So who are the people involved in this encounter and what is said about them? Um, we, got we got Jesus. Anybody else got another person? The yep, the ruler of the synagogue. Is there anybody else in the story? 
Peter, James, and John. Okay. So, Jairus was the ruler of the synagogue. Well, I guess I'll back up. So, last week we talked about how Jesus healed the demoniac. And what did the people do after Jesus healed this demon-possessed man? What did the people do in that area? What did they do to Jesus? They kicked him out. So a man was just healed, and they, killed, and they kicked him out. So why did they kick him out? They were scared. And what, else, what did he do? What else did he do? He like, all their pigs died. <laughs> so they didn't have a way to make any money anymore. So they wanted him to leave. So he left, and most commentaries say he went back to Galilee. And this time when he returned, so he just left from a crowd of people that are hating him. Now he's returning to Galilee, and a crowd of people are welcoming him. So they're happy he's, he's come to their town. And they were just waiting for him to come. And then came Jairus. So... He's a ruler of the synagogue, and his daughter is sick. And as soon as he sees Jesus, he doesn't even say shalom or peace. He doesn't say anything. He just falls at his feet and begs him to come to his house so that he would heal his daughter who was sick. So his daughter is a 12-year-old girl who is dying. Now, say, do any of you guys have children? I doubt it. No, none of you guys have children, so you wouldn't really know what it would feel like to know if your child was dying. But say your mother or your father or whoever's taking care of you is dying. So how, how would you greet Jesus? If you knew Jesus had the power to heal and you saw him, how, how would you greet him? What would you say? Would you have any small talk to talk about? No, you wouldn't care about nothing else but your loved one being healed. So that's why Jairus just, just fell at his feet and begged him to come to his house. But we have to pause right there because now something happens as he's on his way to see the girl. So as Jesus is going to Jairus' house, the crowd is still pressing all around him. But I kind of imagine like the disciples guarding him so nobody can touch him. Like when you see movie stars go through large crowds or singers going up to sing, they have all these bodyguards around them so nobody can touch them. So that's how I imagine Jesus is walking but then there's this woman, this woman with the issue of blood. So I'm gonna say the issue of blood because I, I learned this in the King James. So she had the issue of blood and she's had it for 12 years. So could you imagine? Have, I know most of us have had nosebleeds. So that's why I would relate this to. So say you have a nosebleed, 
Usually it doesn't last long, it goes right away. But say your nose is bleeding every day. Every day your nose is bleeding and it's not stopping. But this woman is so bad that she probably can't be around anybody because they see her bleeding. So if you're bleeding, you're unclean. So just think if she had a husband or a family, like how long do you think the husband would stay if he has to live with a woman who is unclean? Or her kids, just think about her kids. So if she had kids, they, she can't touch them because she's unclean. Like she, she can't hold her kids, she can't do anything for her kids because they're unclean. So that would be horrible. So most likely she would be isolated. She would be by herself because she can't, she can't be around anybody because she's unclean. She can't go to the synagogue because she's unclean. She can't worship because she's unclean. And it just makes me feel bad for her to, to go through that. But we really don't know if she had a family or not. But she also could have been a, been a woman that wanted a family, that wanted a husband, that wanted kids, and she could never have them because she had this issue of blood. And she spent all the money she had looking for, for help, trying to fix this problem. She's going to all these doctors, and nobody was able to help her. So most people would have given up. Like, there's nothing that anybody could do to save this woman. But somehow she hears about Jesus coming. And when she sees that opportunity, she takes it. Now she's unclean. She's not supposed to touch anybody. And she touches the fringe of his garment. It's like a little tassel, like, say, like this. She just touched it. And immediately she was healed. And in that moment, her life changed because now she's not unclean. Now she's not bleeding. Now she can be around people. Now she can do everything like everybody else is doing. But Jesus feels this, and he says, who touched me? And I don't think he said that because he didn't know. I believe he said that because he wanted her to explain. So, she tells everybody what happened. Um, how she just touched him just the slightest and she was healed. Jesus said power went out of him when she just touched the fringe. Now I know nothing comes out of Jesus that he doesn't want to come out. So he, he allows this woman to be healed just by touching the fringe of his garment and then she's able to give her testimony so testimonies are very powerful like when people are baptized at the church they give a testimony and usually testimonies strengthen your own faith so after he healed her he called her daughter now, Jesus usually doesn't use this term after he heals someone, but for her, he called her daughter. Like, welcoming her back 
as his child because she had been alone for, for 12 years. Now, it's not alone like we think alone. I think it's more like a COVID alone, but with no technology, like none. Like she can't, she can't watch TV, she can't text anybody, she can't do anything. Complete isolation. But now she's the daughter of God. And he just tells her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, most of the times after 12 years, people give up. But she came to Jesus and and Jesus healed her. So now we're... Now we're back to Jairus and his daughter. So as Jesus was speaking, a ruler from, I mean, one of Jairus' servants came and and told him that his daughter was dead. Now, we all know how that feels when someone you love has passed along, passed away. It hurts. Like you're devastated. Some people begin crying right away. Um, Some people are mad when these things happen. So Jairus hears that and um, I know he's just devastated. He's and the servant said, don't don't even trouble him anymore. Like there's nothing he can do. He didn't just see the miracle, though. But he's like, just come back home. She's dead. Let's get the funeral arrangements going. It's over with. But Jesus heard this. And he said, do not fear. Only believe, and she will be well. So Jairus had a decision to make. He could either believe his servant or believe Jesus. So he trusted Jesus, and they went to his home. And and when they got there, um, I like how the chosen, um, the TV show pictured it. So when Jesus got there, there were like different people, different leaders telling him, trying to get him not to go into the house. And then there were people playing music, like sorrowful music because the girl has died. But Jesus goes in anyway and kicks everybody else out except Peter, John, and James, and the father and the mother of the girl. And everybody is mourning and and weeping for this little girl. Now, we don't know what disease she had, but we could say it's something like a heart attack or cancer that she didn't know about. So she's dead and everybody's sad. But Jesus says, do not weep for she is not dead, but sleeping. And everybody laughs. So. When they laugh, it kind of reminds me of Sarah laughing in the book of Genesis when she laughed at God um, because he said she was going to have a baby in her old age. 
So that's what that remind me of. And they just didn't understand the power of God. So he had to kick them out. So he kicked them out and he touched the girl, even though he's like, that's something that you just don't do in that culture. You don't touch the dead. You don't want to be unclean. But he touches her and tells her to arise. And she does. And her spirit, spirit returns back to her. And Jesus tells them to give her something to eat. Like to let them know that she's okay, like she's fine. And her parents were amazed. But he told them not to tell anybody until he had been resurrected. So that's the end of the story. But one thing that I like about the story is we we see Jairus, the ruler, coming to Jesus. And then we see the woman coming to Jesus. So I believe that's what we need to do when we have situations that we have no control over. So if there's whatever it may be, I don't know what's going on in you guys' lives, but whatever it may be, you can come to Jesus just as they did. Now, you might not get healed. That might not be his will for your life. But he promises that he will be there for you, no matter what you're going through. So I believe it's better through, to go through trials with Jesus than without. So when I have times of need, I go to Christ. There's a lot of things that I can't control, so I need Christ. So that's why we go to him. Because he's always there when we need him. No matter what we're going through, no matter what other people may say or think, he's there for us. So do you guys have any questions or anything? I didn't go through the questions like I wanted to, but I just didn't think I would have enough time. So we'll pray and I'll let you guys enjoy your small groups. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, allowing us to be in your word once again. Um, as we learned about Jairus' daughter and the woman with the issue of blood and learning how you healed them and how you continue to heal and, and save souls each and every day. So I'm praying for these young people. May you bless them. May you grow them, Lord. May you change their hearts. May they repent and believe in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. That went way left. I thought I was going to have, like, I don't know what happened.